This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. On your next camping trip, turn a headlamp into a lantern in five seconds. Strap the headlamp around an empty clear water bottle or milk jug and turn it on. The soft white light will brighten up a tent. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com guide. I'm Jason Epperson, and it's time for this month's National Park News Roundup. In a surprising quirk of geology, Monday's magnitude 7.6 earthquake in Mexico triggered four-foot-tall waves in Devil's Hole, located in Death Valley National Park. The earthquake shook parts of Mexico at 11.05 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, and 22 minutes later, water started sloshing 1,500 miles away in Devil's Hole. The waves reached four feet high around 11.35 a.m. Devil's Hole is a partially water-filled limestone cave in a Nye County, Nevada unit of Death Valley, and the cave is hundreds of feet deep, but the endangered Devil's Hole pupfish depend on algae that grows on a shallow, sunlit shelf. The Devil's Hole pupfish only exist in this cave, and there are fewer than 200 living today. Monday's waves stirred the settlement and rocks on the shallow shelf, also removing much of the algae growth. In the short term, this reduces the food that's available to the pupfish. The pupfish have survived several of these events in recent years, and the Park Service didn't find any dead fish after the waves stopped. The pupfish population have been on an upswing lately. Nine years ago, there were only 35 in their natural habitat. In March of this year, the population was up to 175 fish, and the annual fall pupfish count is planned for this weekend. Death Valley just can't get a break from the flooding issues they've been having. This time, storms fueled by the remnants of Hurricane K caused heavy damage in the park on Saturday, September 10th, and another round of storms impacted roads in the region on Tuesday, September 13th. A news release said that road crews are exhausted from clearing and then re-clearing the same sections of roads since late July. Road debris has been up to three feet thick. Shoulders have eroded away, leaving unsafe drop-offs, and parts of California Highway 190 are still closed, along with many other park roads. The National Weather Service now recognizes August 5th, 2022 as Death Valley National Park's rainiest day on record. The park received three quarters of its annual average rainfall in just a few hours. Several national park units are warning visitors that the elk mating season is underway, commonly referred to as the rut. Bull elk can be unpredictable and dangerous during this time. It's great to go out and hear them bugling, but they are really dangerous. People have been severely injured by elk who can run quickly and may change direction without warning. The Park Service recommends you always maintain a distance of at least two bus lengths or 25 yards from elk and never approach or pursue animals to take their picture. If an elk charges at you, you're supposed to quickly find shelter in your vehicle or behind a tall, sturdy barrier or run away if a nearby shelter is not available. Great Smoky Mountains National Park is celebrating the success of a community science project led by nonprofit partner Discover Life in America called Smokies Most Wanted. The initiative encourages visitors to record life they find in the park through the iNaturalist Nature app. 
Discover Life and the park use these data points to map species ranges, track exotic species, and even discover new kinds of life in the park. iNaturalist usage in the Smokies has skyrocketed from just four users in 2011 to 3,800 in 2020 to now more than 7,100 users, said Will Kuhn, the nonprofit's director of science and research. In August, the park reached a milestone, surpassing 100,000 records of insects, plants, fungi, and other Smokies life submitted. Among them are 92 new species not previously seen in the park. In addition, users have contributed needed location data for key species on the Smokies most wanted target list, which includes underdocumented plants, insects, birds, and other life. Seven of these species have been sufficiently documented to remove them from the list. The National Park Service has released new guidance to improve federal stewardship of national park lands and waters by strengthening the role of American Indians, Alaska Native people, and the Native Hawaiian community in federal land management. The new co-stewardship policy provides a stronger framework to help park managers facilitate and support working relationships with tribes. All national parks are located on indigenous ancestral lands, and this policy will help ensure tribal governments have an equal voice in the planning and management of them, said Chuck Sams, who is the first Native American director of the National Park Service. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the Bureau of Land Management have released similar co-stewardship policies. Currently, the Park Service has more than 80 co-stewardship agreements in individual Park Service sites. The new policy provides a broader nationwide framework for working with indigenous people to respect the cultural heritage of the places that have been their homeland for millennia. We'll be back in a moment, but first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures, Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. From remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts, you can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. Visit campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X. National Park Service and partner law enforcement agencies are investigating a shooting incident that occurred in Petrified Forest National Park this past Tuesday. While driving through a remote area of the park, a bullet from a gunshot struck an unmarked National Park Service vehicle carrying two employees. No one was injured during the shooting, but the Blue Mesa Loop Road and all trails into the Blue Mesa area within the park were temporarily closed after the incident to allow law enforcement uninterrupted access to the scene. No suspects have been identified at this time. On September 7th, people in the greater Seattle metro area saw what appeared to be venting on top of the volcanic Mount Rainier, a video of which was then shared on social media. An eruption of Mount Rainier could be catastrophic to the surrounding area, but alas, a new vent has not opened on the volcano. After looking at data from the USGS Seismic Network, the National Park Service says there are no unusual levels of activity coming from Mount Rainier, and it turns out it was just a cloud. 
an interesting type of cloud called a lenticular cloud that's formed when moist air is pushed over the top of a mountain, forming a disc shape. Former National Park Service Director Mary Bomar died Sunday, August 28th, after a long fight against cancer. Bomar was appointed as the 17th Director of the National Park Service by President George W. Bush in October of 2006 and served through the end of the Bush administration. Bomar was born on June 30th, 1944, and was raised in England. She became a U.S. citizen in 1977 and was the first naturalized U.S. citizen to serve as NPS director. She served as the first superintendent at Oklahoma City National Memorial before becoming superintendent of Independence National Historical Park in Philadelphia, and then the Northeast Regional Director managing 100 parks, including Acadia, Gettysburg, Shenandoah, and the Statue of Liberty in 13 Northeastern states before her appointment as director. As a naturalized US citizen, Mary often referred to herself as an American by choice. This unique perspective gave her the ability to see the national parks for what they truly are, America's most precious gifts, said National Park Service Director Chuck Sams. As we honor Mary's life and legacy, we look to her dedication as an example to be emulated by all who follow in her footsteps. Bomar was 78 years old. Finally, 50 years ago, the Flint Ridge Mammoth Cave Connection was discovered, which earned Mammoth Cave the title of the longest cave in the world. Over the years, many new passages have been discovered, and this year, six more miles have been made official, bringing the known passages of the world's longest cave to 426 miles. The additional six miles of cave is spread out in various sections throughout the cave system and were mapped and documented through hours of survey work completed by the Cave Research Foundation. That's it for this month's National Park News Roundup. We'll see you next time.